Hi, everybody. This is going to be quite an interesting podcast, I hope. So I just got back from Disneyland. It's kind of like the best timing ever because we came back on Friday the 13th of March because of, well, that was the end of our vacation anyways, but it was good timing because of this whole COVID-19 thing. And now I'm quarantined for two weeks with the family, uh, send tequila. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to go over my photos with you and give you a quick update of the vacation because it was a lot of fun. We did start in Calgary. My mother-in-law turned 90, so that was a very cool thing and got to see a lot of family. The morning we left, it was something ridiculous, like minus 18. Duh. It was so cold. I've never been that cold before in my life. I'm a West Coaster, so this was very new to me. Then we made our way back to the Calgary airport. It was quite early in the morning. And of course, it was time change weekend, so that was even better. And we got on our flight without a problem and made it down to sunny California, where when we landed in the afternoon, it was something gorgeous, like 25 degrees and sunny, which is, you know, how March is supposed to be, right? So when we were in Calgary, we stopped off at Cross Iron Mills Mall, and I grabbed myself a reusable mug, the child, super cute, and got, you know, we we spent some money on our gift cards. Okay, so our first day, we decided to go to California Adventure to for that afternoon. And I got myself my uh, my Max Pass because I wasn't expecting to come down twice this year, so I didn't bother putting Max Pass on because at fifteen dollars a day, it would have only made sense if I came down more than seven times or seven days. But of course, I did, and so now I was paying the price because it was twenty dollars per day that I had to add it onto my Flex Pass. Plus, with the exchange rate falling faster than a rock falls out of the sky, my $20 turned into $25, then into $27. And by the time I left on Friday, it was $28 and change. Unbelievable. Anyways, so the first thing we did was we were hungry and we got a kitchen sink. Now, if you've never had a kitchen sink, it's amazing. The one they have going on right now is mini. So it's like, it looks literally like a kitchen sink. The taps are little Mickey hands and the faucets in the middle. And it looks like Minnie Mouse's skirt. Super cute. Three scoops of ice cream, any different types you want. Two chocolate chip cookies and two cherries on top with chocolate uh, sprinkles, chocolate chip sprinkled over top of whipped cream. It was amazing. So delish. So my daughter and I finished that off. Daisy came by as my husband was reading the map and she tried to help him out. It was the most awesome Disney magic to happen. So then my youngest and I, we loved the Incredicoaster. So that was our first ride. We did a single rider line because we couldn't get Max Pass. Um, the fast passes were running like late at night. And so some of the rides have single rider lines, which makes life a lot easier. It was still a, you know, 20 minute wait for single rider, but it was less than the 45 to 50 minute wait that you would have been doing in standby. So we did that. And then as the whole family, we did single rider down, um, the racers, super fun. Each time we did racers this time, 
we ended up going through the um the the spray the paint job which is weird because I usually get the tires so whatever so that was fun and then we had to run back to the hotel to check in because check-in was at four instead of three which was kind of weird but anyways we ran back to the hotel which was this time the Tropicana on harbor south harbor so usually what happens is we leave the gate, we turn right, and we go to the Del Sol or the Desert Inn. This time we turned left and about the same amount of steps and went to the Tropicana. It's not bad. Uh, it, I got a good rate on it. So we, we stayed there. But again, because, our, because it was tanking, our exchange rate was tanking so fast, 825 American turned into something like 12 or 1300 Canadian which was just, oh, man, not something I was prepared for. And then my credit card about two months ago had a false charge put on it. So, of course, you know, I fixed that up, got a new card. And when I tried to make a, pay, uh, a purchase, it wouldn't go through. So I had to call the company to get this sorted out. No word of a lie, half an hour. So now it's going on... You know, we left the park at 10 after 4. It's now going on quarter to 5. And our dinner reservation was at 5 o'clock. So this was really frustrating trying to get through to anybody at the the credit card company. They switched me to three different um, departments. And in each department, you had to do the same thing, your full name, your full date of birth, your full address, and then more questions. Where do you work? How long have you lived in this location? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh my God, people get your shit together. Anyways, finally got all that sorted out, checked into the Tropicana. We were up on the third floor. It was kind of nice. And then we boogied back to Disneyland to make our dinner reservation for five o'clock. Now... They will hold your reservation for 15 minutes without charging you. After that, you are charged $10 per person on that reservation. Well, we wanted to make our reservation. We were hungry. So it turns out Disney has also shortened the hours of their Disney dining people from it used to be 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. It's now 9 to 5. So if you have a dining emergency anytime outside those hours, you are shit out of luck. So fortunately, they have a, a general number and I'm an annual pass holder. So I got patched through after. So it takes us it took us about let's say 15 minutes to walk from our hotel to Carthay Circle where we were having our dinner because we still had to get through the the gates again and everything and security. Well, I finally got through to somebody 10 minutes on hold and I said, I'm an AP holder and we're late for our reservation. Can you please call them directly and let them know we're on our way? So the... It was really hard to hear the lady as well. So that made life even more exciting. But we made it. We made it to Carthay Circle, had a delicious supper as always. And then it was time for Guardians of the Galaxy. So my youngest daughter and I, we love the thrill rides. So we went to Guardians. It was super fun. And 
Then we made it to, <clears throat> we saw Spider-Man, which was super awesome fun. He's a lot of fun. And then we went on the Monstrous Inc. ride because it was right around the corner and it was a walk-on anyway. So that was nice. And that was, it's a fun ride. And it, what I like about Monsters Inc. is it's, first of all, it's a nice sit down. Second of all, on a hot day, it's a nice cool down. But it was getting a little chilly that night. So I had bought a, a jersey. I always buy a jersey every time I go. So the jersey I bought this time was a Star Wars one. It's a light blue one and it has Hoth written across the back because I figured that was appropriate for somebody from Canada. And then we made it to our Guardians and we convinced um, my oldest to ride Guardians with us. And she was just blown away. Anyways, we had pictures taken in Cars Land and we just, we had a lot of fun. But then it was late. We were really tired because we'd been up since, you know, 4.30 that morning. So we went to bed. The next morning was, the next day was our Disneyland day. And I was really hoping to get a boarding group for Rise of the Resistance. Now, if you're going and you want to know how to get onto Rise of the Resistance, there is only one way to do it. And this is the way. <laughs> You guys see what I did there? Okay. So you get into the lineup. I don't care how long the lineup is. Our lineup was literally all the way back to California Adventure. Do not worry. They are opening the gates 45 minutes before rope drop. So you're going to get through. Don't worry about it. We were in the park by, I think we were in lineup by like quarter after seven. And we were in the park by quarter eight. So it tons of time. So we walked through and I was in fantasy land because we were, our first ride is always Big Thunder. So what I did was I bought Max Pass, first thing. Second thing was I got us our, our fast passes for Big Thunder to make sure that it was working. Then you wait. They announce things. Now, they do not announce that the park is open. What they do is at 5-2, they say, this is how you get on Rise of the Resistance. You need to have a boarding group and you need to do this through your app. So you have to have the app on your phone. Then, just I realized I was looking at the second hand on my, my clock app and I realized I was about 30 seconds behind what... Uh, Disneyland time was because that's the time that counts. Doesn't matter what your phone says, matters what Disneyland time is. So, right at like seven fifty nine forty five, I opened up the app, and then what you'll see is Rise of the Resistance. Check my status. So you click on my status, and then it'll say join a boarding group. Well, you click that button. So I was, I think. 0800.45 maybe. And uh, we got boarding group 33. I was so excited. I started crying. So we went on our Big Thunder ride. And another thing I found out, so riding at the back of Big Thunder is always better than riding at the front. So when we came up, they always say, how many in your party? We would say three at the back if, if that's okay. Sure, stand over here. So we stood over there, waited for the next train. And then they pop, popped us right into the back every single time. It was awesome. Okay, so we did Big Thunder, got the heart racing and the blood pumping. And then we wandered over to 
New Orleans Square, where I got my two new Pandoras. One was the Millennium Falcon, and one was the Child. So I have those two now, so I'm pretty excited. Then we went on to the Jungle Cruise, which is probably my husband's favorite ride, just because it's very funny, and heard a few new jokes, which was nice. Then, what do you know? It was time. So uh, you keep checking your app. They will push it to you, but I kept checking the app because I just couldn't wait. And, oh yeah, and we did stop for breakfast, by the way. We wanted uh, breakfast at Carnation, but it was full. So we ended up getting breakfast at Jolly Holiday. No, no, sorry. We went to the Red Rose Tavern. So that was okay. The, and the food there is good. So by this time, it was going on like nine something. What time was that? I will double check for you. It was 10 o'clock and it was time. So you get a two hour window. So from 9.54 to 11.54, we could enter the ride. So you can go into Galaxy's Edge Batu anytime you want, obviously, but this was for our ride. So we went in. The lineup is was quite long. Like it was you still go through the queue. There's no uh single rider line yet. There is no fast pass line yet because it's still new. And it's there's they're shoving through. They were putting through like oh, I don't know, three or four. They put through like ten to twelve and then 10 to 15 and then 12 to 17 kind of thing. So they move you through. Anyways, it was very cool seeing all the things and I'm not going to spoil the ride for you, but it's a very, it's a very unique ride. Some people absolutely hands down love it. We enjoyed it. Uh, I still like Incredicoaster and Big Thunder better, but this was a very unique an interesting ride. It's a kind of a two-part ride. So that's really, really fun. And it was very interesting. So we went, then we went through, after that, we walked through Batu a little bit and explored because we were going to come back later that day anyways. We met up with Jack Sparrow, which was cool. He was very good. His accent was awesome. We made Fast passes for Splash Mountain and for Indiana Jones, which is always a good time. We took the monorail up to our tea. We had Cinderella tea booked. So this tea they put on at Disneyland Hotel in Steakhouse 55 goes from noon till three, usually only Friday, Saturday, Sundays. But this Cinderella tea has proven so popular that they added Mondays as well. And that's how we got in because I was just otherwise we wouldn't have been able to. They sell out very quickly. My suggestion to you, if you're interested, they're doing a tangled tea in April. So my suggestion to you is if you're interested in any tea at the Disneyland Hotel on your 30 on your 60 days out once you can make your reservations do so but you can't do this on the app you can only do it online so you have to go to the Disneyland Go website to do it. On our way there we met up with Chef Goofy from Goofy's restaurant which was very cool hugs all around. Then we went in to Steakhouse 55. The tea was amazing. There's three types. There's the classic tea, 
uh, oh, sorry, there's two types, the classic tea and the premium tea. The difference, it's a $15 difference. One's 55, one's 70. The main difference, I ordered a premium because I really wanted a sparkling mimosa. Uh, you get a salad, a truffle and a sparkling drink with the premium tea. The other ones you don't. And so you, there's a, a three tiered sandwich tray for two people. So ours, as the adult one, had the same scones as the kids' ones. There were two espresso chocolate chip, which were really good, and two Mickey-shaped uh, orange scones with uh, blood orange drizzle on it. Very delicious. Ours had some weird little sandwiches. I didn't really like the artichoke one, but the smoked salmon was really good. And the kids had... Because I said, look, you know, that my kids aren't going to eat these. So we paid regular price for the kids' tea, which is fine. Like, they were cool with it. It happens all the time. So they had, like, um, ham and cheese. And the peanut butter and jam looked like a broomstick, which was cute. And then we all had the same dessert. So it was a chocolate-covered strawberry, but it's blue chocolate, like blue candy coating with white chocolate drizzle and, and um, star sparkles. There was a cake pop in the shape of, a. it looked like a pumpkin and it little, had little wheels on it. There were two white chocolate glass slippers with a raspberry filling. There were two little um, blueberry cheesecakes with a crumble topping and a, a little 12 o'clock clock face in white chocolate on the top. Super cute. We really enjoyed it. Anyways, we took our, we did our fast passes and everything, and we had some fun shots done outside of the Millennium Falcon when we were in Batu. Then we ended up on Star Tours, which was super fun because it has new scenes from the new movie, and ended up, of course, in the gift shop where there was some awesome stuff to see. My daughter convinced me to go on to Space Mountain, so the three of us did that, much against my will. But it was better than the than the Halloween one, so that's good. We we were cool with that. We went back into Batu and saw Chewie hiding from stormtroopers, which was super fun. We had lunch at Cargo Bay or dinner at Cargo Bay Seven. The food there is pretty good. I quite enjoyed it. Then we went into Oga's. Now Oga's is loud. We had to have a reservation. I wanted the I wanted them to experience it at least once. By this time, our feet were sore. The thing with Oga's, you get three, like the, and I'm I'm sure I talked about this in the last pod, or the pod before the last the last one. Three rules, right? They you stay where they put you. You get forty five minutes max, two drinks max. Well, it was so loud, my husband he couldn't focus, and we were right in front of the DJ booth at the bar. My youngest couldn't understand what was on the menu because everything of course is written so as if you're off world so she was frustrated so we just sent them out after five minutes said you guys leave so my oldest and I stood there and we we had some drinks and it was nice we each had one drink and then after I don't know 20 minutes we said yeah we're done so we left it was just it was too loud by the end of the day but Back onto Big Thunder, back at the back again. And this time, uh, the two, so my two girls always sit behind me in Big Thunder because they get the very last row. And that was fun. Pirates of the Caribbean, we went on. It was just a walk on that kind of freaked me out. Then we went 
to do, 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 do what did we do everything all my photos are all messed up here so the next morning we had breakfast at jolly holiday back in disneyland and saw mama duck and her ducklings that was quite the experience the little kids are chasing the ducklings and mama duck does not like that so if you have young children and you see ducklings do not let your children chase them, please, because Mama Duck, it, all it does is it stresses out the mama and the babies, and she can't find her babies because they scatter, and it's hard, and they can't fly yet. So it's hard for them to get together. It's just common decency, really, to to not scare the wildlife. And I know little kids, you know, they, oh, look at the duckies. But this isn't a petting zoo. This is Disneyland, right? So they, they, you got to keep a grip on your kids. A lot of people did, but still, it was the older brothers helping younger brothers, and it wasn't cool. Then we went on the Mark Twain, which was really lovely, and went around uh, Rivers of America and saw that. It was kind of raining that day. It wasn't super rainy, but it was drizzly. Uh, then we, what did we do then? We did. We went back into Batu and we went on the Smuggler's Run. So we did the Millennium Falcon ride. This time I wanted to ride as a family. So it was my first time going through the regular lineup, which was 45 minutes, but it moved really quickly. So it didn't seem as bad. Lots of really cool photo ops throughout. Uh, I got to be a pilot a younger kid, he got to be the other pilot. So if you're the left pilot, you go left and right. If you're the right pilot, you go up and down. You all have to work as a team on this ride. It's very cool. The kids were gunners. My husband was an engineer and the other dad was an engineer. So that was fun for them. The carousel is down. We came back through Fantasyland. The carousel is down for refurbishment. So we decided to go on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. We wanted to catch the parade, but because of the rain, we weren't sure if it was going to happen. So they did what's called a cavalcade, where all the characters ride in two of the big buses, the omnibuses that go up and down Main Street. Because of the rain, a lot of things were closed or down, so they weren't going to do the Magic Happens Parade because of the rain. Understandable, right? Then we went into Toontown and did Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin, which was fun, and hung out. And we went and met Mickey, Sorcerer Mickey. And then we took our Disney cruise on A Small World because we had to, I guess. We had dinner at Carnation, or sorry, the Cafe Orleans, mostly for the beignets at the end of the night. But you know what? Those Monte Cristos, I was expecting not to like them, but they were really good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you haven't had a Cafe Orleans Monte Cristo, essentially it's a sandwich with ham and turkey, or it could be all cheese, your choice, and then they deep fry it. And I thought, oh, this is going to be horrible. But the batter is like a really light flaky chip or a fish, fish and chip batter. Super nice. You have a dipping sauce of um, like berries. But save that for the beignets because those beignets come out and you've got this wonderful vanilla dipping sauce. It's so good. Then we went back on the Jungle Cruise at night because it's fun. And then we did the Tiki Room. And we ended our night with Big Thunder again. Now, Big Thunder at night is 
worth everything. It's so much fun. And if you time it right, you can often be at the top of the hill when the fireworks go off. But we left early and we saw the fireworks from our from our balcony. So we were that close where we could and facing that way. So that was nice. Every night that they had fireworks, we could see them. It was great. So the next day was breakfast with Donald at the um at Paradise Pier, the Paradise Grill. So we come in and it's all surf music. So it starts your day off just super great. And we got to see Stitch and Lifeguard Minnie and Daisy. It was a lot of fun. Then we went back over to California Adventure. We got a picture with Guinevere. Guinevere is the van in the new movie Onward and they have a meet and greet with Barley and Ian but we were a little early for that so we just had our picture taken with the van and then we met Sadness from Inside Out and of course our first ride was yes the Incredicoaster. Then we went back and met up with Ian and Barley and we decided to do Soarin' Over California. So it's usually Soarin' Over the World, but they've brought back Soarin' Over California for a little while. It's not bad. I love the orange grove. They scent the air with oranges. It was delightful. We had a quick snack. I had my, my Mickey bar, so I was pretty happy about that. We did Grizzly River Run, soaking wet. Still awesome. The kids ran around Redwood Forest. We dried out. Then we went... Up and down, it's the, it was the food and wine festival. So I bought us our passes and we had a quick bite to eat before heading back into Cars Land. Now Mater was down at the time, so we hit Luigi's. And then we did another tour on the racers and that was fun. Got some good shots in that. Got our paint job and everything. Then we went back for a bite to eat. I got two of those delightful margaritas they have at Cochina Cucamonga with the tahini around the rim. And then we had a few bites to eat up and down the boardwalk, up and down the street. I had the cheddar soup in a bread bowl, which was delicious, and the banoffee toffee tart. So it's a banana toffee tart with crumble on the top because, you know, you are what you eat. We went on the Little Mermaid ride. Always good. Did the Incredicoaster again. Did the Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind, which was a refurbished ride, a repurposed ride from Bugs Land. So they took down Bugs Land and they're putting in the Marvel Campus, which should be open, they say, July 18th. So that'll be fun. Anyways, they took one of the rides from Bugs Land and turned it into this Emotional Whirlwind, which was a lot of fun to see. We got our pictures done with Ian and Barley. That was always, that, that, you know what? They were great. They're, they're not face characters, they're head characters. So they don't talk, but they do a lot of body language and stuff. We got a lot of pictures taken. It was really fun. And then we, at that end of the, when we were down on the whirlwind, we decided to go into uh, the Paradise Grill anyways, because they had a dessert that we wanted to try, which was like a little mini, um, Black Forest cake kind of pudding kind of thing. It was really good. Oh, then it was sunset. So we wandered back over to Cars Land for Shaboom. So if you don't know what Shaboom is, right when the sun goes down, 
everything stops and they play shaboom, shaboom, da 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 And then the lights, all the neon comes on from the top end all the way down to the bottom end. And it is the coolest thing. So we finally got to see that. And I gave my, we had, I think, seven tabs left on our passes. We weren't going to be able to use them in time. So I watched for somebody who I thought might want them. And I saw a couple who were wearing their just married pins. And I went, hey, did you guys just get married? And they're like, yeah. And I went, well, congratulations. And here, we're not going to be able to use these. Let's spread the love. And they were like, oh, my God, got big hugs. And thank you so much. And they just, it just spreads Disney magic, right? By this time, Mater was open. So we popped on to Mater at night, which was fun. And then we did Guardians. So it was my daughter, my oldest's first chance at Guardians. She loved it. She was just blown away at how much fun it was. And it, it really is. So now we come to Thursday. Thursday was rain day, but it was also our Knott's Berry Farm day. So we went to Knott's and it was torrential. Now, what I did like about Knott's though was it was very inter it's similar in style to Canada's Wonderland. The same company owns it. So you can get your every you can buy prepay everything and get your tickets, your drink cups, your all day dining. And during the day on a sunny day, I could see where this would be valuable. Uh but because I didn't know it was gonna be raining and I'd spent forty bucks a person for all day dining, thirty five bucks, whatever, I said we're having one meal. It wasn't it was the barbecue. It wasn't as good as what I'd hoped. I wanted the cantina, but the cantina was closed. They were closing that day at four o'clock. It was windy and rainy and just, it was just like here. It was just crappy. So on our way out, we decided we would stop at chicken, Mrs. Knott's chicken to go to grab some chicken to take home with us. And what we decided to get was the Mrs. Knott's bucket. The Mrs. Knott's bucket was not the most expensive. It was $36.99. You can get, there's four types to choose from. There's the Grand Avenue, the Walter Knott, the Marketplace, or the Mrs. Knott. The Mrs. Knott has eight pieces of chicken, two of each type, like two breasts, two thighs, two legs, two wings. It has a side of mashed potatoes and gravy, two sides of your choice, eight biscuits with the boysenberry preserves, and a whole boysenberry pie. Now, my husband loves pie. And I thought, well, I know we're leaving Friday, but this should be enough, right? We should, th that'll be fine. So that's all for $37, which is pretty good. Now, looking back on it, I probably would have said, well, the Walter Knott bucket would have probably done us just as good because it was eight pieces of chicken, a side of potatoes and gravy, two sides of your choice, and six biscuits with preserves for $28. And we, because we didn't need the pie. But we love pie, so we bought it. And that's Knott's Berry Farm is a boysenberry farm. So what the heck, right? So we that's what we, what we got. We carted it back in this torrential. I, I was drenched. My feet, my shoes were absolutely soaked, even overnight. But what was cool about Knott's Berry Farm when we were going through it, so there's this fossil store, for lack of a better term, with geodes and fossils all through it. The most amazing things to see. In another, there's like a full blacksmith 
shop where the guys like banging things and making things and they stop and they talk to you. That's their job. And right across the way from him was this like it was said it was the dress shop. So we go in there and there's like old timey dresses and a lady actually tatting lace by hand and she showed us how she does it and then she had two looms going and she was showing us how, what what she was making with her loom super cool they have a steam train uh, a proper sized narrow gauge steam train that runs around a smallish track and so my father was an engineer and I went up to one of the guys in the tent in the cab there and I said hey I said my dad was an engineer I got to check out your 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 train so it's it's a it was it was a Baldwin train so I'm looking he goes oh yeah well here's a trick question for you what does a train run on I looked at him I said I wasn't born yesterday they ran on tracks because yeah that's right so that's the answer to that um so we took the train ride near the end these two thieves burglars came on to try and burgle us but one forgot her gun it was pretty funny then we took a one ride. We did one ride, and it was the Calico Mine ride, which was interesting. It takes you inside of a mine that, you know, where they were trying to get gold and stuff. So that was, it was interesting. Let's put it that way. Um, then, but then by that time, of course, it was so wet and just so yucky. We just left. We had to go. So we did. We got our chicken and we went back, did some laundry at the hotel. And, and then we just, you know, we just hung out. Then our last morning, kind of a crappy day, but we were leaving. So we had breakfast at Flo's. We did the Incredicoaster. We did Guardians of the Galaxy again. And then we left. And that was our trip. So if you go... Just really read up on Rise of the Resistance. Try new things. Be aware of what's going on. And I hope you enjoy the next bit of this, which is a conversation about DVC. We did do that too. We did. We had a talk about with DVC. Uh, and I will probably do another pod over the next two weeks because now we're quarantined. So I'll talk all about quarantining. Anyways, hope you guys have a great time listening to this. Thank you for listening and take care. Bye. <coughs> Hello, everybody. Here we are in fabulous Starbucks with my lovely friend, Caroline, who is a Disney Vacation Club member, and she's going to give me all the lowdown because I kind of want to convince my husband to do this, <laughs> and I can't do it if I don't know what I'm talking about. So, uh we're going to have a chat about the Disney Vacation Club, or as we like to call it, DVC. So if you hear the screaming in the background, that is uh, coffee beans being killed for the goodness of humanity. And um, hopefully people won't be talking too loudly and cover up our dulcet tones as we talk about DVC. So thank you very much. Say hello to the camera. Hello, camera. And so... When you bought DVC, you lived in Ontario. Yeah. Right. So we're in BC, but do you think there's much of a difference between Ontario and BC, like the purchasing and all that stuff? No. No? No, there wasn't any difference. So you went down there a lot, and your husband, you were saying before, your husband kept trying to convince you, and you were like, no, 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 no. (laughs) And then finally on a hot day, you went, fine, 
Well, because I was always under the impression that it was just another timeshare. And having, we're pretty avid travelers, and so, you know, being places before where they try to get you to buy a timeshare, I was like, why would I buy a timeshare at Disney? I also had a lot of misconceptions about um, what was included and what it cost, because Disney does do, uh, especially Disney World, does do um, package discounts every year, and we kind of always took advantage of those package discounts. So they had a really great one when we first started going to Disney regularly. It was called uh, Play, Stay, and Dine, and so it was 20% off your room, 20% off your, um, no, 20% off your room, 50% off the dining plan. Wow. Um, and then discounted tickets as well. I think it was... 20% off your tickets. Oh, it was actually, sauce. it was a really good deal. Sounds it like got that. worse and worse, but <laughs> as Disney does. As Disney but does. when we first started going, I thought, well, you know, we will we'll never be able to take advantage of those discounts or, uh, you know, what about the dining plan and all that stuff. And Disney obviously does their free dining thing every year as well. Right. And, you know, we'd never be able to take advantage of that. But as Disney has started, you know, charging more for things and their discounts on things have changed and their packages have changed because, of course, they're a business. They're trying to make money. Yes. Um, it, when we sat down at the DVC presentation and they started pulling out the numbers, immediately, as soon as I saw the numbers, I was like... What an idiot I've been. I really should have listened to my husband years ago. Not that I would admit that. Um, we'll because, make sure he does not listen to this podcast. Because <laughs> it, it really does make a huge difference. So I'll give you an example. Because we're going for March break. Um, and we're staying at Boardwalk Villas in a deluxe villa uh, studio at Boardwalk, which is in a perfect spot at Disney World. You're right in the center of the entire world, okay. literally. Um, the Boardwalk is a really cool entertainment district as well, and it's a five-minute walk to Epcot and a 10-minute walk to Hollywood Studios. And you're also right on the monorail, so you can go to Magic Kingdom. Um, so it's a prime, prime spot. So I actually, out of curiosity went to see what this trip would cost us. So there's four of us going. We're staying in the deluxe studio. Um, we have park hopper tickets and we have a full dining plan. So studio, sorry, a studio is just like a, it's like a bachelor suite. Kind of thing. Uh, a studio, so yeah, there's four levels of rooms that are available on DVC once you buy into DVC. So one thing to uh, note is that the regular hotel rooms that they have at Disney World, um, there's value resorts, there's moderate resorts, and then there's deluxe resorts. So the value resorts would be like, like staying at, a, yeah, like Pop Century and stuff. And so that's kind of like staying at a very nice Super 8 or, you know, a brand new Motel 6, you know, like they're totally efficient, perfectly, perfectly yeah. serviceable, they're clean, they're, you know, they have nice pools and you know, right. they, there's nothing wrong with staying at a value resort. Um, and then your moderate resorts would be more like staying at a Hilton or an upscale ha uh, Hampton Inn. Or, or Tropicana. Uh, Tropicana in, in Anaheim, maybe. Like, 
maybe I haven't stayed there so I think yeah I think I know so yeah. the moderate resorts are quite nice and they're quite large most of them um, so that would be like your Caribbean Beach or your uh, French Quarter it was always our favorite resort that we, we almost always came back to staying at French Quarter because French Quarter is actually the smallest resort okay. on property so it's kind of boutique -y feeling um, but uh, Riverside, Port Orleans Riverside is part of that, um, which is also lovely. Um, and then there's the deluxe resorts. And so the deluxe resorts are things like Boardwalk, Beach Club, Yacht Club, Grand Floridian, Wilderness Lodge, Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, and those, so the rooms get bigger and uh, the beds, believe it or not, there's a big difference in the mattresses. Mm. So the beds are more comfortable, the more money you're paying, right, obviously, course, yeah. the higher level resort. Right. And you have more amenities at a higher resort. And the deluxe resorts are always situated in areas at Disney World where they're very close to parks and right. transportation and things like that. So <clears throat> with when you buy into DVC, you're automatically in the deluxe category. Okay. All of the DVC rooms are in deluxe resorts. And uh, they're typically called either studios or villas. So the difference is, is that a studio is, they're usually about um, a 420 square foot room. They will sleep five. So they have, uh, they'll have two queen size beds. One will be a bed. The other one will be a Murphy bed, queen size Murphy bed. And then they have a um, flip out Murphy bed for, it's just a twin. Right, okay. <clears throat> or a single bed so they sleep five they have the studios or all have a kitchen two teenagers yeah <laughs> who do not want to share a bed and make exactly, it no exactly do not make me share a bed. right yeah. right <clears throat> so they also have uh all of the dvc rooms have a kitchen so in a studio you won't have like a full full kitchen you'll have a wet bar with a coffee maker you'll have a fridge you'll have a microwave you'll have a toaster a kettle dishes silverware all that kind of stuff and then you'll have quite a lovely bathroom usually the bathroom has a shower and a tub which are separate right, right, which is nice yeah. a walk-in shower nice, and a yeah. tub because then you can be doing two showers at once and um they're quite lovely and they do quite well you can do quite well in them but you um they're not the easiest to book because everybody wants to stay there because they're the lower of the categories. So then you get into the villas. So there's a one-bedroom villa, which is basically what I just described in a studio, except it will have laundry. So you have a washer-dryer in your suite, and you will have um, a full kitchen. So you'll have a stove, a dishwasher, and that's kind All of that like kind a week-long, 10-day vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're that kind of yeah. person. And it will have a dining room area, oh, okay. right? Yeah. So like a table, dining room area. One thing that you can do is um, they have a lot of the one-bedrooms are connected to studios. So you can get a studio and a one-bedroom that have a joint, that are joined if you're going with a large group of people. But then they also have two bedrooms and they also have three bedrooms. Wow. So the rooms obviously get bigger. There's more beds. The three bedrooms, I think, sleep nine in total. The two bedrooms, I think, it's six. And then the one bedroom is five, I think, as well. It just has right. the kitchen and stuff, right? All of the DVC resorts do have laundry on site. Actually, all of the Disney resorts at Disney World actually have laundry rooms on site. 
Um, so if you're staying in a studio and you feel the need to do laundry while you're on vacation, you can do that. But in the villas, they yeah. actually have them in your suite, which is nice for yeah. drying your towels or whatever. Right? Um, and a lot of people who go DVC for some crazy reason, they like to order their groceries and have them delivered and then make food while they're there. Yeah. But I'm not that kind yeah. of Disney traveler. I'm yeah. very much a big fan of the dining plan at Disney World. So, so you back to DVC. Sorry, so you're looking at all the prices. So I'm looking at all of these prices, and then they tell us that, of course, we'll still be able to get the dining plan, and it's discounted. So one thing about the dining plan at Disney World is that the price goes up and down based on the time of year. Right. So, you know, if you're going at Christmas, you're paying more for the dining plan than what you would be if you go in, say, the middle of June. Right. <coughs> With DVC, you pay one price all year long. So it doesn't matter if you're there at Christmas or the middle of June. You're paying the one discounted price. And right now, I think for, 2000, for 2020, I believe it's $73 US per adult and $32 US per child. That's really good because yeah. I budget on a family of four when we go to Disneyland. I budget anywhere between $340 US sometimes higher if we're having like if we're going to a character meal right um, even with my discount and my 10% of my for right. my flex pass right so that's a smoking good deal yeah that's the the basic dining plan you can obviously do the deluxe they also have a quick service and they just yesterday announced a new one it is called dining plan plus which is in between the regular dining plan and the deluxe dining plan Unless you are someone that plans to go to Disney and do nothing but go to restaurants, don't ever get the deluxe plan. It's way too much food. Like, portions on the dining plan are ridiculous. You get an appetizer, you get an entree, you get a dessert, you get an alcoholic beverage if you're an adult, you get unlimited um, non-alcoholic beverages. Like, it's just, it's a lot of food. So unless that's the only reason you're going there, don't don't bother with the deluxe. Right. It's yeah, a waste yeah. of money. Yeah, and they, their portions are always so much too. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You never walk away from a Disney restaurant hungry. No. Ever. Not even a quick service. No. No. Yeah, like right. Bengal barbecue. Yeah. Is quite filling. Yeah. 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 So um, so anyway, so finding out that we get there's also uh, annual pass discount, so you get uh, the resident. Great. So what people who live in Florida or California pay for their annual pass, that's what you pay. Um, there's other discounts as well. So you have uh, in all of the merchandise stores, you get 20% off. It's pretty It's pretty close to the same discounts you get with an annual pass. Um, but then uh, there's also DVC um, events that are free. There's after hours events, uh, like the hard ticket after hours events, uh, you get discounts on those, um, but then they do have ones that are just for DVC members. There's do they release them earlier? Because like as an annual pass member, I can get my Halloween party tickets like a month and a half earlier yeah. than public. Yeah, yeah. So DVC is even before that. Uh, I think, I don't know about or that. Or maybe around the same time. I probably maybe. around the same time, but there are after hours events that are only for DVC members and they're free. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it would be like going to a Halloween party kind of thing. Right. They're usually themed. Okay. Um, and it would be like going to a Halloween party, but it's free. Right. But they're a limited number of tickets. 
and it's only certain times a year, and yeah. they go really fast. No doubt. So okay, so you priced out the trip you're doing now. Right. So I priced <coughs> out this trip. So we're staying at the boardwalk. Um, we have an annual pass, but I included what it would cost us with tickets. Uh, we're there for eight days, so tickets, um, our meal plan, and staying. So it worked out for the four of us. It was around thirteen thousand U.S. for the four of us if we were staying there. Now, for we bought Disney outright for uh, thirty-two. That's like what our DVC right. And how many years ago was that? Couple years ago. Okay. Uh, that's what our DVC costs. Right. Right. Points. Yeah. Um, and then our um, maintenance fees that you pay every year. So it's like having a condo. Yeah. You're paying maintenance fees to make sure that, um, you know, you. That's what you pay for your housekeeping. So with DVC, you don't get housekeeping every day. You get housekeeping every three days. Uh, but you right, have some. That's all you need. And if you have, you know, like if you need someone to come clean something, whatever, you can always call and they'll come and take care of stuff, take your garbage, whatever. Um, so they come and clean every three days, change the sheets, that kind of stuff. Uh, but you're paying for like, you know, you have dishes and silverware and your microwave and refrigerator and all that kind of stuff. Though. All that stuff needs maintenance, you know, keeping the paint oh, yeah, fresh yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and the sure gardening and making sure yeah. nothing leaks. Like you're, you have a ownership in the building right. so you pay maintenance fee so our maintenance fees we have 200 points uh, a year and our maintenance fees are 1800 us and do you pay that like in December Once a year. or just whenever? Uh, I pay mine in March okay so um, most it depends on what your use oh, oh you're used use, by money. yeah um, and they do have options to be able to pay it monthly if you want. I just pay it in one and get it over with, over and done with. Um, so, really, you know, if you think about, we paid thirty-two, and we've been four times. Okay, uh, this trip out of pocket for us. Because the only thing we had to buy was our dining plan because we already have our annual pass. So this trip cost us $1,200. And your flight. And our flight. Yeah. Right. But the fl I didn't include the <coughs> no, flight you didn't before. Include the flight together. Yeah. So it cost us $1,200. Yeah. And we're going for eight days. Yeah. That's fabulous. For four days. Yeah. And yeah. then we're going again in September and we're taking my husband's family. So there's nine of us all together. Nine? Ten of us. Ten of us all together. And we use points for that. And so my sister-in-law uh, and her husband have three kids. And so they had actually booked in at Art of Animation, which is one of the value resorts. Um, before we talked to them, they, they booked this trip and stay, to stay at Art of Animation. And we were like, why would you like book on your own? Let's all go and we'll stay at DVC. So <coughs> with their Art of Animation, which is a value resort, they had paid just over 7,000 US to go in September. And uh, using our points and our discounts, 
for them for their tickets because they need park tickets and uh, for their dining plan for the five of them. Uh, I think it came out to thirty two hundred. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So we when we sat down and saw what it cost us to buy in to DVC and then what the maintenance is and you have it for 50 years, we sat down and did the math and figured out that within four and a half trips of how we usually do right. Disney, where we were staying at a modern resort previously, we're now staying at a deluxe resort for cheaper. and within four and a half trips, that initial investment is paid for. Right. And that's the thing, like I was, <coughs> I started going regularly three years ago, um, four years ago, I guess. And like last year I went twice, this year I'm going twice, next year I'm going twice because the kids are dancing. And the only thing is like I have to pay for the hotel because like the dance group kind of stays together. But I'm looking at my husband going, this is dumb. Like, yeah. And he's not a big Disney guy. I'm the Disney guy. But he likes to go with the kids because he, and he, like, he, if he could live at the corn dog wagon, like, he would just live there and eat corn dogs and be happy as a clam. Well, it's interesting that you say that because one thing that um, a lot of talk on the different forums and discussion groups for DVC is that when you buy into DVC, you get a whole new Disney mindset because typically... If you're paying out of pocket to go to Disney World for a week, you aren't thinking about that you might come back at the end of the year or you might come back next year. You're thinking, we're doing this trip, I need to get everything I possibly can into this trip because I don't know when I'm coming back, right? I don't know when I can afford to come back. And so you jam in everything that you possibly can and, you know, you only do certain things one time. Um, where with the DVC mindset, you know you're coming back for the next 50 years, and you're probably coming back two or three times a year, and so your mindset changes to, this is my home away from home. Yeah. If I don't make it onto Slinky Dog Dash this time, I'll get there in September. Or your husband wants to stay at the corn dog stand for the entire vacation, Fill your boots, yeah. buddy. Yeah, I'll see, you on, I'll see you on Friday. I'll see you on Friday. <laughs> and I've heard, like, Christmas time at Disney World is the stupidest time to be in the park. It was pretty hard when we went to Disneyland yeah. at Christmas. Because everybody wants to everybody, it, It's beautiful, and I think that everybody should do it at least one time just so you experience it. But in the parks, it's insane. You have insane. to get there... Like you have to get there first thing in the morning so oh, yeah. that you're not inundated. Because oh, yeah. they closed the gate. I think they hit peak uh, capacity. I think it was like, I don't know, 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So at Disney World at Magic Kingdom, they typically hit peak around 11 a.m. at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. On Christmas Day. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, it was crazy. So and there then, are DVC people. Because one thing that's cool about Disney World is all the resorts, they do amazing decorations and they'll have like you know these life-size gingerbread houses in the lobby and chocolate merry-go-rounds and just crazy Christmas decorations so if you're a huge Christmas person and you want to experience Disney at Christmas a lot of DVC people will go at Christmas they just don't go to the parks but what they do do is they'll buy a ticket to the very merry Christmas party 
because those are limited right. tickets, right? So the parks, you know what it's going to be like. If you've yeah. been to one of those parties, you, you know, yeah. they've limited the tickets. So what they'll do is they won't even buy park tickets. They'll only buy tickets Yeah, because you can get in three events. hours before exactly. the event and enjoy the and park And they'll spend anyway. the rest of the time that they're there just resort hopping and going and checking out Christmas displays right. and stuff and having a true vacation right. while they're there instead of going into the parks kind right. of thing. So it, it gives you kind of a more relaxed mindset about going to Disney World or Disneyland because you know for the next 50 years you're coming back. Right. And I think too another selling point is that because we're on the West Coast and we... So in the Navy, our sec- we have two second ports. One is in San Diego and one is Oahu, Pearl Harbor. Right. So I think my husband has probably been, I don't know, 12, 15 times to Pearl. And I was, by, before I got out, I was one trip away from going, oh man, not Hawaii again. Uh, <laughs> so about four times. <clears throat> so we took the kids there a year ago this week. So all these things were popping up on my feed. And I'm like, I remember that feed. I miss it. And we did a luau at Alani. And it was amazing. It was so good. And so what I like is the fact that if we get, if we decide to, if, if we say, well, let's hold off and wait till the trailer is paid for and use that as our down payment, like to pay it, right? Like you did, because that yeah. makes sense. And then we would buy into the Disneyland new yeah, resort new, that's new coming at the coming, new one. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they'll take our money before they start building. I'm of sure they, they won't will. say no. Of course um, they will. But that means, too, that if he's like, oh, man, I, I really want to go back to Oahu for Christmas. Well, then let's go to Wallani for Christmas. Yeah. And then we're at least in Hawaii. And if he's like, well, let's do a flight so we can do a hop over to yeah. Maui or Molokai or whatever. But we have this home base of... Olani, which yeah. is so nice because it's out of the main drag of downtown Waikiki. Yeah, and it's it is a fair drive, but it's it is there's it's a small island, and I mean we're used it's we're used to this island where oh let's go up to Tofino for the day, you know, and that's yeah. an eight hour friggin' trip, right? Yeah. Um. So it's like oh well, let's just go to the North Shore. So we hop in the car and go up to the North yeah. Shore, and then we come back. Yeah. To to Koalina, and it was. I, the the food because we've done luau's right, the food, typical Disney quality food, yeah, so good, and then you get the t- you get those specific only to Alani yeah. stuff right, yeah. which was really cool. So I'm like, wow, maybe I could sell them on this because <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the points, and you were saying before like. Um, in the conversation that made in, into the ether, um, to buy like the minimum amount of points, like 100, 100, points. 100 points from DVC, yeah. and then buy from a reseller for the extras. And I was like, you know, yeah. I could get my 100 and then another 72, and that's a week at Alani. Yeah. You know, until our home resort is built or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're going to definitely go in and investigate that. Because um, they don't, they used to do the thing where they would take you aside and give you a gift card for your time. But now, yeah, they do, that. do they still do they that? Still because do that. I know they have kiosks all up and down yeah, downtown so they Disney. They have kiosks, and when you're at the kiosk, that's when they book your time. <coughs> okay. So you go to the kiosk and you say, I'm interested. Can I book time with a guide? 
and then they book a time and it's quite lovely they come and they pick you up and they take you to the presentation center and you you know they have snacks they have an ice cream parlor for the kids whatever and that you sit and you talk about all the stuff uh, on, like in a private room so it's not like you're sitting in a room <coughs> with 20 other people right. uh, so you can ask all your own private questions and make your own private decisions about money and stuff which is great uh, the guide will even get up and leave if you want to have a private conversation with your spouse um, and then uh, they do give you at Disney World you have the option to take some special extra fast passes or a Disney gift card right so they still they do, do okay that, so. because and they don't expect an answer right away do they like they no, understand they we have to go off and, yeah. and talk about it yeah. and, and stuff yeah. now you were saying earlier too like to um to not do their financing because it is quite high and it is american and you yes. have to go through all that yeah but you can and that's get complicated because right. then you got to get but you don't want to take out a mortgage and all that kind you don't want to take out a third mortgage or a second mortgage for this you no. just get like a, a fifty thousand dollar line of credit or whatever yeah yeah or whatever you need right right like we uh we did it on we had a home equity line of credit that was like super low interest rate, like 2%. So what we did is we paid for it with our credit cards so that we got our air miles yeah, 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 credit yeah. cards. Totally awesome. And then paid the credit cards with the line of credit, right? right? So that it was yeah. on the line of credit for right. us to pay off, but then it was only like right. 2% when, yeah. when we bought it. I'm so time. glad you said that because everybody here who listens to this regularly knows I'm a huge air miles person. Yeah, so I'm so glad that you <laughs> said that because... Yeah, no, we sense, have like right? the BMO Air Miles MasterCard, and so we use that for everything. Yeah. So that uh, we get our Air Miles, so we made sure we got our Air Miles with DVC. So. Yeah. And you, um, like, it's it is kind of like buying property. So you put uh, a down payment down. I forget what the down payment was. It was, I think it was it was five percent. I think was the down payment, which we did put down while we were there. Because if we put our down payment down while we were there, we automatically became DVC members. Instantly. And we, we still had, I think on that trip, we did the DVC um, thing made not even halfway through the trip. So for the rest of the trip, we had all the discounts, right? Nice. So... Uh, <clears throat> And we were able to like buy our annual pass. Now you said you bought Riviera, but at the time Riviera wasn't built yet because it just got built, right? Yep. So you so you so pre-bought, like, right? So like uh, right now, the one you can pre-buy at Disney World is called Reflections. Okay. And it's gonna be um, uh, Princess and the Frog themed. Oh, is the so theme nice. there? It's over near wind. Uh, it's on a piece of property that is attached to the Wilderness Lodge. If anyone's been at Disney World before and gone to. Uh, Mickey and Minnie's backyard barbecue and wondered why the backyard barbecue disappeared. It's because they're building reflections where the backyard barbecue <coughs> stage stuff was. Um, so that's going to be quite lovely when it opens. And they did the same with the Lonnie. And I'm sure the, the basically what they do is once they have all their actual construction permits in place, then they start selling. Yeah, I think they're pretty. If they're if they don't now, they're pretty dang close because the OC register, the Orange County register, is is scoured by the yeah. by the Disney people, <laughs> right? Like by the by the Disney pods and yeah. and the Disney Canadian addicts and all that stuff. And they're always putting things out. So I'm, they've seen the um, the, the artwork. 
Yeah. Like they've seen the, yeah. the this is what it's going to yeah. look like. Yeah, and, I've and, seen that too. And, the, and DL Weekly, which I love. <clears throat> I love them because they're so funny and they're like, so we looked at the picture and I like this part, <laughs> but I'm not crazy about that part. I'm like, it's an artist's rendition <laughs> yeah. of what they think it might look like. Yeah, you I know? think that uh, that one at Disneyland is one that we're going to add points onto our DVC contract for sure. I don't blame you because like Grand Californian, I love it. And I love going through there at Christmas because that's where they have the big yeah. uh, crispy... Uh, the Rice Krispie thing and last yeah. year it was Oogie Boogie and his cauldron and it was yeah. amazing and at Christmas time they like it's just crazy how wonderful it is yeah. but you cannot book in there you so, can't it's, un- it's, it's always full it's always so full so the way that it works to book with DVC is you buy into a home resort so our home resort is Riviera so we can book at Riviera 11 months ahead so 11 months before we go, we can start booking at Riviera. With all the other resorts, like Olani or Grand Californian or anywhere around the world, like even Disneyland Paris, Disneyland Tokyo, uh, we can book at seven months. So people whose home resort is Grand Californian, they get the first option to book things. And they have four months to make up their mind about whether or not they're going, right? Yeah. Um, and then when it opens to the rest of DVC at seven months, then you get what's left from the people that own. But one of the cool things about uh, DVC is that you can waitlist. So plans always change, as you know. So you can put in your vacation and you put, you're allowed up to two waitlists at a time. So you can put in your waitlist for the week that you want and the type of accommodation you want. And then you're on the list. And so if somebody cancels and you're top of the list, you get their space. Okay. So, and that, I've used it and I've always ended up getting my waitlist. Oh, nice. So here's another question. So let's say I just get 100 points, but I need 150 for Alani. Can I buy those so by cash? So you are cash? allowed to buy up to 24 points a year. To use cash. in that year to use for, in that for as, as a cushion right. what you need. Right. But you can borrow from Your next previous year, year oh. and the next year. Oh, so okay. let's say, for example, you wanted to do a big trip to Alani and you want to take... 10 people, your entire family, to Olani. So, and you want to do that trip in 2021. So what you could do is not go, not use any points in 2020 and bank them. And then you have your 2021 points and you can borrow from 2022. So that if you have 100 points in each year, you can use 300 points in 2021. All right, that'll right. get me. That'll get me three days at Alani. <laughs> no, no, you'd be surprised. Alani's not that bad, actually, <laughs> points-wise. And to your point, uh, so the different resorts are various points yeah. per yeah. night, and they've also got seven different seasons, right? So points obviously are more peak dur- and, at, at peak times. Yeah. So like Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, the the big peak times that people are there. Um, but like if you the lowest point uh, level is a non-peak time and I think it's January and February at Saratoga Springs is eight points a night oh my god yeah 
And if yeah. you can get a decent flight out to Florida. Right. You right. Know? So you can really, like, we have 200 points, and next year, we are, for 2021, we are planning on, uh, we're going to go to Alani in January. Nice. You're going to For five it. days. So... This is, you know, where you where you start uh, budgeting your points, yes. right? So what we're going to do is we're going to fly in on a Sunday and fly out on a Friday, which gives us a week there. And that's what right? we're doing this nice. year. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been to Oahu? I have been to Oahu. I haven't been to Oahu yet. So. You're going to. Yes, do I the, have friends that do have the been. luau. Yeah. Oh yeah. Spring for the VIP tickets. Yeah. Unlimited sure. alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> totally worth it. Had we, and I got the VIP tickets, and had I realized it was unlimited, I wouldn't. I, we would have just like stayed the night or something. Because I'm like, God damn it, we gotta drive back into Waikiki. Ah! But yeah. So next year we're gonna do uh, Olani for the five days, and then we're going to do uh, Disneyland for a like three four day weekend kind of thing. And then we're going to Disney World, because it's the 50th anniversary of Disney World next year, in October. And I have, right now we have two trips booked. Uh, we're going in March and we're going in September. And I still have 40, 49 points left over. So did you book through Grand Cal? Are you going to do get Grand Californian for your Disneyland? I will for Disney oh, okay. for next year. Right, right, right. right? Okay. So i got to wait till my seven months yeah. end, right? Um, and so I wait for my seven months to hit. If I, what I don't want is there are wait lists, and it typically comes. Up. Yeah. Because people. Um, so the other thing is people rent their points. Out, right? Yes, they do. So what a lot of people will do is they'll go and they'll book with their points if they're not going to use their points and they want to make the money back that year they'll book their points during at the 11 month mark at their home resort during christmas thanksgiving etc and then they'll rent their points out the average point rent out is 18 dollars a point um, but that price can go up to 20 and we're talking u.s dollars that price can go up to 25 30 depending on the demand right? yeah well, I've heard David's is really good. And what I like about David's is it's Canadian. Yeah. So all the prices you see are Canadian. In Canadian yeah. And you don't so have David's to worry about it. David's is a Canadian it. one. There's lots yeah. of DVC rental websites that can help you out with that. Yeah. Or if you know, you know, you've got a friend that wants to go and use your points. So, but what a lot of people who want to get their money back that year to pay their annual dues because they're not going to go that year or whatever, they'll use their their points at 11 months yeah out, totally makes sense and and make the money back yeah that way. yeah totally makes sense to so, do that uh, like i don't think that's something that we do because we definitely we go want to time. be going yeah yeah, be yeah going all the time yeah. but it is something it's good to know that you can do that because if you have a year where you know like three years ago both my husband and i had cancer so we weren't going to disney no. right so if you own this and something like that happens and you've got a year where you can't go you can make money off of it. You're not going to lose those points or right. lose your investment. And you make enough so that you can pay your, your yearly dues. Exactly. And, and exactly. then, you know, and, and yeah. And because my one girlfriend who went with me last October, she owns at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Oh, nice. Very and nice. She, she's out of Montreal. And she said, why would we not? And she's a family of three. And she's like, why would we not do this? Right? Like, yeah. just, and she's... She's always planning her next trip, yeah, and she's same. always so excited. And, same. And, yeah. 
and I mean, I'm not even an owner, and I'm always so excited and always planning my next trip. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. but it, it really it does make sense. Like if you go, yeah. you know, and and like I said earlier, like he wants to, I want to do a space space mission. I want to go. He doesn't want to do a space mission. He wants to go and watch a space right. mission take off. Right. Well, Canaveral's right there. Yeah, exactly. Why not just add in that that trip, right? And when and one of the other places he's like, we want to go to Europe. Oh yeah. We never had a honeymoon. So we're kind of getting it in now. <coughs> and so he wants to go, like, you know, Ireland, Scotland, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, why don't you go to Disneyland Paris? Well, you could. The other thing that you can do is you can use points towards Disney Adventures. Yes. Disneyland Cruises. Yeah. Um, so you can use points towards the cruises, really? Yep. Yep. And they even actually have a DVC... Uh, there's a cruise every year that is a DVC cruise, so it's a specially discounted for DVC member cruises. So nice, yeah, nice, yeah. The more it's a lot of flexibility we, we, with it, yes, for sure. yeah, it seems like it. And like, you know, like we love our trailer. Don't get me wrong, we love our travel trailer, and we've you know taken it all over Hell's Half Acre and you know done the whole thing. Um, but if our mode of of vacationing is going to change it makes sense to get that and then you were saying too like it's a 50 year contract but you have children and you're gonna have grandchildren so So you can add add them them to the deed you can add them to the deed uh it costs about a hundred bucks to you know because you got to get a lawyer to do that because it's like having a mortgage so to you can add your kids to the deed as soon as they turn 18 Right, and then they become members, and they have a member card, and and all that great stuff. So, yeah, like why wouldn't you? And then you can will it to them. Yeah. You know? Like if they're already on the deed, then you will, you know, everything to them. And right. So fifty years of going to Disney. Why yeah. not? Like I have friends who bought in at Boardwalk when Boardwalk was being constructed. So them and uh, so they live in Toronto. Their family is spread all across Canada. So they have family that lives in Halifax, they have family that lives in Montreal, they have uh, the majority of their family lives in Winnipeg, and then they have family in Calgary. And so the whole family bought into DVC at Boardwalk. So everybody has their own contracts, but they pool their points and they get like two, three bedroom villas and they go to Boardwalk. Plus, every other year they go to Alani. As a family, and that's how they do their family reunion kind of thing. But when they bought in, like the deal that they got, <coughs> and this is the thing: as they build more resorts, the price is going to go up and up. Right. But you get as DVC member, you get kind of not really first kick at the cap, but you do get do you get like an like, hey, we're building this. Do you yes. want to buy in? So, the, so for us, um, because of when we bought, the deal was. Um, we got because we actually only paid for 175 points but we got 200 points so that was the deal so if we had uh so they had like varying levels like if you bought 100 points i think you got an extra 15 points or five points or something if you bought 150 points you got an extra 15 if you bought 175 you got an extra 25. so they do do discounted you know, at additional points or something when you're buying in, especially if you get in early. Like, right. There'll be but, ones while the development is going on. There'll be ones just before it opens. Right. 
the but you would get offered as a DVC now. Will you get an offer like, hey, yeah. there's one coming up yes. in Disneyland? Yes. Do you want in? So that 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 offer is what I'm talking about. So okay. you'll get. Um, so you'll be told as a DVC member. Uh, before the general public is told that the Disney, when the Disneyland Hotel goes on sale, it'll come to DVC first, and there'll be a deal, right, to buy into it. So, and we, because I already own over a hundred points, I don't have to buy a minimum of points. Right. So I could buy into Disneyland. I could buy fifty points there. Right. Because I'm then, already a member. Right. But all that 50 points does is give me 50 extra points a year, but it also means I can book Disneyland 11 months out. Right. Right? So one thing with the resale that you got to be careful is, is Disney is changing, well, DVC is changing the rules. Yeah, you mentioned something about yeah. this. Yeah. So uh, right now, if, you know, my 100 points, because I bought them direct from Disney, I can book anywhere. Right. With resale... They've put some restrictions on that you can only use your resale points at the resort you buy at. So if you book, if you're buying, excuse me, if you're buying resale, you need to be really careful about where you buy resale. Make sure that it's somewhere you know you're going to want to go and stay. Right. Right. So, so I would buy 25 points <coughs> at Alani. Right. Because that you're way gonna I go. could book and I'm going to go and I would book 11 months out and I can only use those 25 points at Alani. I can't use them at uh, if they were like if I bought them resale. I can't use them at Disneyland. I can't use them at Disney World. I can't use them anywhere else. But you can use that hundred that you bought from DVC to, to top up your. Oh own. yeah. 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 So you got to be really careful about and be mindful of that when you're buying resale because yeah. they're trying to get people to not buy resale. Right. Obviously. Obviously, yeah. Um, so the other uh, oh, it slipped out of my brain. It was there. Now it's gone. About buying resale, there's another thing I was gonna say. Oh, so Disney has first uh, right of your first right. So if you ever want to sell your contract, Disney is the first one that says, yes, we'll buy it back. So with that being said, when you go on a Disney uh, DVC presentation, they want to sell you what's being developed because they're getting money to build it, right? right? So they'll push hard for whatever resort's being built and, and you won't hear anything else about any other resort. Just know that every other resort has right. stuff available to so we can buy say, tell you what, we, we won our hundred for this new this new Disneyland one, but yeah. we'll take an extra fifty or whatever from Alani. from Alani. Or let's say, for example, the only place you ever want to stay is Animal Kingdom Lodge. While well, Animal Kingdom Lodge was sold twenty years ago or fifteen years ago when it was built, but you can still buy direct through Disney Animal Kingdom Lodge. You just need to be persistent and insist. Like I'm not buying anything unless I can buy at Alani or. Animal Kingdom Lodge or Boardwalk or whatever. And this is where if they don't currently have it available, they'll go and, because there's always stuff on resale, and they'll go and say, nope, you can't resell that because we're buying it back from you. And so you would pay then, even though it's their first right of refusal, you would still you pay the new price 
is that a, like a new price point per point or is that like resale well, price Well, so what point? Disney does every year, once you're a DVC member, they, uh, once a year, they produce in their annual report what it costs to buy into each resort. So you would pay what the market value is oh, okay. of that resort at that time and they release that once a year within the annual report. So, wow. so it's cheaper. Yeah, a lot yeah. of time. Like okay. it, it was cheaper. It would have been cheaper to buy into the Poly than it would have been to buy into Riviera. Right. Right. Um, so, but just know that. But that you're happy with available. Riviera. Though. Oh yeah. No, we wanted into Riviera because for a few reasons. Riviera being new, it's going to be very popular. It's in an excellent location, and it's uh, it's not all DVC. It's a hybrid hotel DVC. So um, it's got great amenities. It's attached to the Skyliner which transportation-wise is amazing. Um, and so we know that the resale value and the renting out value of it will be high. Right. So those are things that you, you know, like you do that when you buy a house. Yeah. It's the same thing, right? Location, location, location. Location, location, location. And, you know, at least for the next few years, that's everybody's going to want to stay there because it's new. Right. Like, so did you buy it while it was being constructed or before or yep. just as? Before? Uh, it was under construction oh, okay. when we bought it. Right. It just opened this past December. Yeah. So that's why we haven't stayed there yet. Right. We're staying there in September. But you were able to use your points for other oh, places. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Until it was built. Oh, yeah. For sure. Right. Yeah. I know. It's just been going through my head. I'm like, I really need to do this. <laughs> but again, like, we, we need to, I think, sell the trailer. Like, pay, at least pay off, because you can pay off the trailer quicker. And then sell it and use that money. And then you're yeah. not really out that much. Yeah. You know, and my husband will be happy, you know, like, just because we have money in the bank doesn't mean we have to spend it. And I'm like, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for taking the time again. Yeah. And make sure you save it this time. <clears throat> I'm going to save it this time. And so uh, I hope you have a wonderful trip. I'm going to have a wonderful trip. I will. Trip. You too. We're going to be, like... You'll be uh, skulking each other's. Yeah, we're gonna be tracking each other's Facebook. On you can be on Guardians while I'm on uh, (laughs) Terror. 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 (laughs) Maybe we'll be on Smuggler's Run at the same time. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Rise of the Resistance. Oh, I know, right? Those boarding groups. My God. Hi, everybody. This is just a little bit of an add-on to what you just heard. Caroline was kind of correct. The points that you get from now on are only good at the resort you buy them at only for the new ones going forward. So how was it explained to me was if I bought at Riviera, like uh, resale points from Riviera, I could only use them at Riviera. But if I bought resale points at Alani, I could use them anywhere. So uh, I just wanted to clarify that little point. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this informative and interesting. And when I find somebody or something to talk about, I'll let you know. And I'll put up another pod. Hope you have a great day. Bye.